Hey guys, welcome back to Chaos Movies. Today I want to talk about the movie Tenant. To be honest, I don't know how I'm going to go about reviewing this movie, but let's just, let me have a crack, right? Super difficult. Directed by Christopher Nolan in 2020. Also written by Christopher Nolan. This dude just blows my mind. He, he's the director of Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Uh director of Interstellar with Matt McConaughey and also Inception with Leonardo and various actors. This dude just loves messing with time and sound. I really am not sure why, but I love it. I remember when I first watched Inception in the, in the, in the cinemas and I was like, it's just so loud. And Interstellar is so fucking loud as well. And it's loud right at the point of um, dialect. So when the, when the characters are, are speaking, the music is loud. And I guess if I was to take anything from it, he does that so that I'm a man of, I love subtitles, right? I always have my subtitles on. And I guess that's from when I was, when my kids were young and I used to put movies on, I'd whack subtitles so I couldn't have the volume too loud, but I could understand what I could, what was saying, what was being said. So I've just grown to keep subtitles on. And when I watch the movies and I see reviews and other um, opinions, I didn't realize that the music was as loud for, uh, like wasn't as loud for me as it was for them because I had subtitles. So I knew what they were saying. So if you watch it without, without subtitles and you haven't seen the movie before, I could imagine why it pose a problem. Because you're trying to understand what they're saying and right at that time, Christopher Nolan is just tickling your uh, aggression levels, I guess you could say. You're just like, I need to hear what they're saying. I don't know what's going on. But then maybe he wants you to watch it again. Maybe that's what he's, trig- that's what he's, he's trying to do. He's trying to, he's trying to set you up for a rewatch. Because a lot of these movies that he does, you do need to watch them several times. Tenant specifically is a movie that I've watched once or twice, maybe uh, on my third time now, and I still haven't figured it out completely. Uh, Emotionally, I don't get connected to this movie in terms of characters. I don't seem to care about the characters in this movie as much. There's not much much emphasis on their past, who they were or what what they are as a person, but there's enough in there for you to move on and and deal with the movie so we movie stars john david washington he is known as just the protagonist another funny thing he doesn't have a name he's just the protagonist of the movie i love this guy obviously you heard his surname he's denzel's son he's in uh movies like um the black klansman and i get from this movie that when i watch it I just enjoy closing my eyes and listening to a younger version, a crisper version of Denzel Washington. It's just amazing. This kid has his own style though. He's a lot sharper than his dad. His dad's very good. We just know he's good because it's Denzel. He's been around for a long time and we haven't, we didn't see him come up through the, well, I didn't see him come up through the, through the runs of film, <clears throat> but John David, well, he's just, he's got a style of his own and it works in this movie. He, is sharp, he's witty, the script places him like that. 
but you also don't know much about his past. You don't seem to know where he come from, how he is able to be the person that he is. I guess Nolan doesn't – he's not worried about your emotional connection with characters in this film like you are in Inception. You knew that Cobb, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, – had that they had a, a purpose, they knew what they were doing. They they had a, a reason for what was going on. This this particular film doesn't do that. You're trying to unravel what is being put in front of you with characters that you don't need to care about. So it's it's kind of simple, but it's complex. Robert Pattinson also is in it. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, I think, like a few other reviewers I've listened to. I think she sort of holds it together. She's the only emotional connection to this film. You care about her and something else in her life. Don't want to give too much away. Um, you've got you've got other various actors that you've probably seen in other films. Um, the antagonist of this film, or the villain, so to speak, is is also. Uh, I remember him from. I think he was in one of those Jack Ryan movies with Chris Pine and Kevin Costner and he played a bad guy there. He really does it well. But while you're trying to while you're trying to care not care about him, but while you're trying to figure out what he's doing and why he's so bad, all that kind of stuff, there's so much else going on. Like I said, it's so complex. For those who've seen it out there, understand what I'm saying. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I definitely would suggest watching it and then maybe re-watching it and then maybe re-watching it and just 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 see. I get it that some people who would watch this movie and go, wow, I don't like it, I don't understand what's going on. I, that's fine. I would understand why because it's very in-depth. But if you just watch it like watching Fast 9 and watch it for what it is, then you might be rewarded with with something. Fast Nine, that's a whole nother ball game. If you watch that as a comedy, an ultimate comedy, almost almost crossing over into the Sharknado realm, then you would be absolutely delighted with an epic. But if you watch it as an emotional movie, you're gonna be fucking shafted. All right. So that's the Fast Nine thing. This film, it's more about triggering your senses and trying to get that brain of yours working and from my take, it's about uh, the past meets the future and the future coming in contact with the past, finding a way to invert metal or invert items uh, into a already predetermined state. So say if you shoot a bullet at a wall, well, if it's inverted, you would hold your gun up to that wall and catch the bullet back into your gun. So it's reversed. It's a, it's kind of a tricky scenario. And then he's... I'd, uh, John David's uh, job is to figure out where this weapons are coming from in the future, placed in the present, so he can stop what is inevitably possibly a, a, a third Cold War done by this villain, which his name is uh, Kenneth Bragner. So, as I said, he was in a movie uh, that I remember, which was the... It was in Dunkirk, but you know I don't really remember him much from that. But I loved him as a villain in the Jack Ryan series. So lovable villain is good. Like I said in the previous episodes uh, that I did for Nobody, the villain in that movie 
Yulan. Um, or Yulian, sorry. I didn't like, didn't invest in him, didn't like him, thought it was very strange, he didn't fit, all that kind of stuff. This guy fits. He is aggressive as hell and he is scary as hell. He's Irish in background as a, as a, as a person, but in this movie he's Russian and he also had to learn how to, sp- how to speak Russian in reverse because as you will see when you watch this movie, a lot of scenes happen in reverse. I think the... I think the one thing I said about this film to a lot of friends that I talked to is that if you watch this movie, whatever's happened has already happened. So you've got to get used to that. So it's, that's how this movie's filmed. Whatever has happened has already happened and is unfolding as you're watching it. So you've got to pay close attention. That's a really key point to this movie. It doesn't matter if you don't notice anything because you haven't seen it before, but just, just pay attention to the surrounding situation and you'll be rewarded at the end of it there was a really cool thing so i looked up the meaning of tenant and uh as much as i try to uh decipher what it what it means but the meaning tenant t-e-n-e-t not tenant as in house tenant tenant is a principle or belief especially one of the main principles of a religion or a philosophy right so similar note uh similar notice words uh, principle, belief, doctrine, precept, creed, credo, article of faith, dogma, canon, rule, theory, so on and so on. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, right? So I started looking into a couple other things that popped up. And there's this thing uh, that was invented back in the days of, um, uh, from the days of Pompeii, which is mentioned a few times in this movie, is a thing called the Sator or the Sator Square. It's a two-dimensional word square containing a five-word Latin palindrome. Uh, it features early Christian as well as magical context, the earliest examples of which square dates from the ruins of Pompeii, which some scholars attribute to the pre-Christian origins. There's a photo of this called the Sator Square, so S-A-T-O Square, and you look at it and there's... Five words in there, okay? So we've already mentioned them. In this movie, they use these words throughout. And it's very clever on Nolan's behalf to dig this deep and find some meaning to adapt to this movie. So first word being uh, Sator, second being a repo, third being tenant, fourth being opera, and the fifth being rotas. Now, reverse all those words. Rotas backwards is Sotar. Opera backwards is a repo. Tenant backwards is tenant, a repo backwards is opera, and Sator back, back is uh, Rotas. And then vertically, it's all the same. Fucking genius. Genius, I tell you. Genius because he just wants you to just work shit out. Not to mention, this guy seems to have written half these scripts before he's even, like I think, the, I think uh, Inception was written when he was in college like 10, 15 years. And then he just comes out and goes, right, now's the time. Let's make it. Dark Knight, he wrote that. He wrote that really early because he's a huge fan of, of that series, of that, um, the, uh, you know, the Dark Knight, Joker, Batman series. And he didn't want to release that until he had the right villain. I mean, talk about visionary. I mean, he's not George Lucas visionary, but he, he waited until he got Heath Ledger in place 
to control the character and that's what he did. As I said, Inception was 10 years before its time and then he released it at the right time. Interstellar, well, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you can get your head around that. I've watched that several times. It's sad. I love it. It's, it's adventurous. But, you know, man, the guy just loves to mess with you. And Tenant, well, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a film that not only has a crazy story that's written for it, let's, let's think from a filming perspective, it's shot unbelievably well. The scenes, everything is just picturesque. It's beautiful. It's, it's sharp. It's detailed. The suits, the clothes, the cars, even the car chase scene, the fight scenes, how they, were, how, how they fought in reverse, how they fought in normal time, real time. I mean, the thing was on lockdown. It was a secret script for a while. Uh, from, what I've, from what I've read, John David was reading the script in Nolan's private office in LA. He was not allowed to leave with it. Even Michael Doug, uh, Michael Caine is in the film, and he's only in the film for two and a half minutes, but he was only given a script for him for that two and a half minutes. He didn't know what the films was about. He's a pretty good friend of Christopher Nolan, and even he wouldn't have, he didn't even tell him. But he just gave him that script and said, I just want you to read it. What do you think? That's great. And when we need you, we're going to give you a call and we're just going to read it. And that's what he did. And then he sat down and did it. There was nothing got leaked about this film. And, and, and clearly, because we didn't see it coming. Obviously, it was in the whole COVID stuff, so it was probably a bit upsetting. Nolan is a massive James Bond, Bond fan, so if you happen to pick up on a bit of a, a James, Bond, uh, James Bond vibe, I'd understand I felt it a little bit too when I watched it. It was like it's very cloak and dagger, secrets, uh, secret, you know, yeah, secret organizations moving things in places they, you know, and um, it's just a, it's a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating film that just keeps you, just I just wonder what's coming next from Nolan. That's what I'm, that's what I look forward to. Uh, it, it's you know we're in this we're in this world where we constantly want to be surprised by what people have to offer in um, terms of film. Like I said, with the Nobody film with, uh, with Bob Odenkirk, yeah, that's been written many times over, but it's more the fact that they use different characters to tell a similar story that we've seen before. So I'm happy with that because it gave me something, some extra level of excitement to watch it and... That's, I think, all we need is our individual perspectives on a film to, to separate us from the world just for a brief moment and go, wow, I was really, I was, I was inspired, I was excited, I was disappointed, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You know, we won't watch films that, and we need these directors to test us. Midnight Shyamalan or M. Night Shyamalan, I just call him Midnight M. Night Shyamalan's the same. He's had some really rip winners in the back in the past and then he had some flops and then he comes out and do, does split and you just, what he did with that was just insane. So, you know, bring it. Bring all these new stories, these crazy mind-meddling stories and when you're over that, go sit down to a movie like the Fast and Furious franchise. Go sit down to Sharknado, any of those movies. Just have a bit of a laugh and just sit back and just think, I don't have to use any brain power. 
I can sit back and go, this is absurd, but the movie knows what it needs to be. So, Tenant is like a 10 out of 10. It's not his best movie, but just for what he was doing, it's a 10 out of 10 because I, in my, myself, enjoyed it. And that's all I hope to get out of watching a movie. I watch it, go, wow, I need to watch that again so I can understand, wow, I need to understand a little bit more, wow, that character's awesome, that character's awesome, great actor, great actor. Yeah, I didn't go, oh, my God, uh, I'm not emotionally attached to him like I was with um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, and um, oh, God, forget his name already, Silly Murphy or Killian Murphy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in Inception, Interstellar, Matt McConaughey and Jessica Chastain. You know, you get connected to those characters. Clearly Heath Ledger in Dark Knight, even though we didn't know he was going to be dead at the end of the film. But most certainly you got what was going on in their character selection. This film doesn't really offer that up as such. It more wants you to focus on narrative, on the complex storyline and and how they handle the back and forth. So it's it's fucking beautiful. All right. Look, I can't go into it. I didn't give any away spoilers, which is great. Um, I didn't mention that at the start. I'm sorry, but as I said, if you've watched it, great. Maybe watch it again. You'll pick up on some new shit. If you haven't watched it, watch it and be confused and amazed at the complexity of it. And um, I'll see what else I come up with on um, the next film. I actually really was looking forward to a new Megan Fox film that's coming out or it's already out streaming. It's uh, apparently a very, once again, complex uh, story writing because it's all placed in one day, sort of similar to the Panic Room theory. So I might do a review on that one soon. If you're interested, have a watch. I've got no graphics or sound content. Um, this podcast, like all my other podcasts, are up on Spotify, on the Apple Cast, uh, Google Cast, all those. If you want to leave a review, go for it. Um, this is just a hobby for me, so I'm not really up for for big numbers. Just It's just me just flowing some shit out there about films that I like and if you like them, have a listen. And once again, as always, thanks for listening, guys. I'll chat to you again on the next one. Bye-bye.